You are listening to the American Truth Project podcast. Now, Donald Trump, one week from taking the oath of office. I can hardly believe it. And it's also hard to believe how much Trump has accomplished before he's even moved into the White House. But here to discuss Trump's stellar record as a president-elect is our good friend, Barry Nussbaum. Barry, good to see you. Great to be with you, Virginia. I'm here. Now, Barry, uh, he's already communicated with multiple world leaders. I think it would be shorter to name a list of maybe who he hasn't talked to, Barry. Do you have that list? You know, every major leader of the Western world and others in the, what would be called the second tier world have all been consulted with personal phone calls from President-elect Trump and the reviews contrary to what you might think from the popular media, is unbelievably stellar and extremely positive. Uh, apparently, Donald Trump is conducting business with world leaders from a position of strength and power, and almost, I was gonna say, almost without exception, I can now say it as I think about it, without exception, 100% positive from every leader post phone call, because believe me, the American media is contacting these leaders to say, what do you think of the new president? They sure seem to be. And um, but here's what, you know, critics would say, you know, is it a good thing that president elect is conducting affairs of state in advance of actually being sworn in as president? If you were um, a member of the State Department, especially the person that has been leaking comments, quote, off the record, uh, no, it's extremely uh, bad uh, policy and in bad taste to be consulting with world leaders without the approval of the State Department. Now, this is John Kerry and Barack Obama's State Department. I can imagine, if anything, Donald Trump has the phone unplugged uh, when it comes to taking incoming advice from that State Department. <laughs> This is the State Department that has run away from the world and much to the consternation of Americans that don't want to be a, have a scene in the light we're seen in, um, the State Department thinks they run foreign policy and they are complaining. Well, now, while Trump and the transition team are working around the clock and getting the whole team ready to govern, there's a massive amount of borderline anarchy being promoted. Rosie O'Donnell says she wants martial law. Yeah, that, that is the most shocking thing, how she could still be on television after promoting uh, what amounts to abrogation of the American Constitution is astoundingly unbelievable, Dr. G. Get this. Since the founding of America, no sitting president has ever delayed the inauguration. In fact, there's never been a movement to uh, disband or disrupt mm. the what they call the uh, smooth transition of power. That's one of the founding principles of our democracy. And this woman, with tens of millions of viewers every day, is suggesting riots that would cause martial law that would, in turn, delay the inauguration. This is astounding that somebody who is truly an American citizen would promote such a thing, even if the person that's taking office is not of your political persuasion. 
All right, now Trump will be the third president in the history of the country to uh, not take his salary. He's going to be giving it back. Hoover, Kennedy, and now Trump. Not only that, he sacrificed personal tens of millions by essentially uh, turning his business over to uh, what he's calling extreme vetting and uh, putting a moratorium on a lot of the things that his business has traditionally done. And so, uh, but you still have the critics out there who never were complaining when Obama was spending hundreds of millions on vacation and golf or when Hillary was, you know, entertaining uh, foreign dignitaries and taking money from them. Um, so, so there's no, seems to be no problem with those things, but yet people have a problem with this president-elect who seems about the most transparent of any I've ever seen. Yeah, isn't that amazing? The economics just don't balance out. Three presidents now in history have given their money back, and it's it's $400,000 a year, so it's not Trump change. In addition, Trump broke off all negotiations on all pending deals and turned them off because he didn't want to have any semblance of impropriety. It'll cost him billions over time of what he has turned down, and he turned the business over. Contrary to what most people are telling you in the Democratic Party in the United States, there's no requirement for a president to turn over wealth. And I mean, if you look at the Rockefellers as an example, one of the wealthiest families on the planet, uh, Nelson Rockefeller didn't put his uh, uh, family holdings into a blind trust, nor has anybody else, but the Democrats, especially uh, the ones that are really angry about what happened in November, are demanding that of Trump. Uh, no one's really listening except for the Rosie O'Donnell crowd. Uh, I think Trump has done some amazing things in regards to that. And the other thing that I find curious, we talked about this some weeks ago, uh, you and I, is there was complaints that he isn't moving fast enough on his cabinet. He's basically done with the job of picking everybody. And there are hearings on the Hill going on all day, every day on these picks. He's gonna hit the ground running. And here's what I find really curious. First day, the transition team is saying there will be a flurry of executive orders canceling the avalanche of executive orders that the country has burdened, been burdened with over the last eight years. I can't wait to see what happens on that Monday morning. It's going to be exciting. Obama uh, wrote an executive order, speaking of, uh, on the wet foot, dry foot, um, put a moratorium on that policy that has traditionally given refugees uh, asylum here. Uh, what do you think happens with that? Do you think Trump reverses that? And why hasn't he promised to do that already? Because there's a lot of people really upset about this. Boy, if you're a uh, Cuban emigre or a descendant of one in South Florida, you're in the streets right now. They are. They feel so betrayed. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind that the, the deal that we, the United States, made with the Castro regime, which is one of the most oppressive regimes uh, in the history of the Western Hemisphere, was we're going to make everything normal and you aren't going to do anything. In other words, they didn't promise democratic elections. They didn't promise any elections. They didn't let political prisoners uh, out of jails. They didn't open up uh, the free press. They didn't authorize a bill of rights. It's still as oppressive as before. I mean, these are guys that murdered uh, a tremendous number of their own population, and we normalized relations. And this is now, it was announced this morning by the State Department, 
that the cancellation of that immigration policy, Dr. G, is part of the normalization of relations. Could we bend over backwards any more to support the Castros than what we've done? We're, and by the way, when we open up tourism, millions of dollars are flowing in every day in trade and tourism dollars. And the people in the prisons are still in the prisons. And there are no elections and there are no political parties. And there's only the state run press. Nothing's changed in Cuba, nothing. No, and it just makes you wonder. I mean, it looks, it smacks of political patronage, Barry. You know this because, uh, you know, here he wants to let all these illegal, you know, Hispanics in from all over the world and terrorists in their midst. And yet he puts the line at the people who maybe need to escape this dictator. Anyway, thank you so much for being with us, Barry. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.